Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 239 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yo, Tyler, I am doing alright. Busy week, capped off by Black Friday, and I finally have a day just to, just to basically just fucking relax, man. Just I mm. had been so tired over the past 24 hours that ever since getting off of work, I've simultaneously not only bought like <laughs> a couple different games that are on sale and saved a bunch of money, but I've slept from like about 8 p.m., last night all the way up to like almost 8 a.m today that it's like oh my god so much sleep so much awesomeness but but man man it's it's been pretty cool though i mean other than like the the long work week and stuff i had so much adequate time to spend with my nintendo switch over the past couple days because it's like i bring it to work now i brought it to work for like two days in a row people like all in awe about it because it's like oh Oh my god, it's a Nintendo Switch. Oh, what you playing? Oh, oh, that's a different way to play. It's like, what um, you buying? And what you selling? But <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> never get, never get old. It's like twenty years no. in. So, so awesome. No man, we're still gonna be quoting that game ever since. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been all good. How about you? Doing all right, man. Doing uh, the uh, long weekend because uh, of the uh, Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. Uh, got Thursday, and then my work is also closed on Friday. So I got a nice ah. little four-day weekend out of it. And like you, uh, went out, enjoyed some of the Black Friday deals, bought some stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. What'd you buy? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we'll jump right into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, going to non-video game stuff first. Okay. Uh, Amazon was doing a bunch of, like, uh, movies on sale. Amazon Prime, so I bought a few digital ones. I bought uh, Wonder Woman. It was all right. Uh... Hitman's Bodyguard's got like Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Eh, it's all right. These are like eight dollar movies. And then I, I picked up Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awakens. I've seen it like five times. Uh, so watch that again. That's still really good. And a couple other movies. I can't remember what else I bought. But a couple of sci-fi movies. I don't know what they're called now. Um, oh, Passengers and Life. I get to watch them. They're recent. And then, uh, but oh, also, and Gables was here for this one. Yeah. I bought three. Fidget spinners. Uh, <laughs> You're fucking insane. <laughs> I know. I'm so stupid. This is why I have credit card debt. Um, <laughs> they were they were 20 off, and they're like they're like four dollars a piece. Uh, I bought a uh, a Bowser, Luigi, and Mario fidget spinner. Uh, well, they should be here in five to seven business days. Um, yeah, and then um, going into gaming. Uh, I bought, I bought, uh, what games did I buy? I bought 
three games and a couple okay. of side things. I got first off, I got three. I bought three uh, one year PS Plus um, things. They're like thirty bucks or you forty bucks. Sorry, three of them. Yeah, one's for Christmas and then two are for me. I, I usually buy okay um, two every every time around this year. I don't know why. Uh, I did it. I I shouldn't say usually. I did it two years ago. Cause I got like a gift card for Christmas and I bought it. I bought a year and then I, I just previously then I bought another year or something like that. Yeah. And I, so I was good. I'm good until like I was good until March or April of 2018. You know, I'm like, oh fuck it, might as well buy a couple. So I bought a couple. And uh, yeah, one's gonna be for my sister for Christmas. I buy her one every year for Christmas, and yeah. uh, I usually just wait till it's on sale. And then um, gaming wise, um, one of the games I bought was not uh, a black friday deal but they had a gamestop deal where it's like you got an additional uh 30 when you trade in games so i traded in a few games and i bought the i bought some psn money and then i bought uh fire emblem warriors for the switch really so, yeah uh, i just got it today wow uh, i'm not gonna talk about i'm not really gonna say whether or not i like it too much or not right now uh i'll say i like it right now so far i'm only like on my i'm on chapter three so I am not very too. surprised that you actually bought this game, considering you hardly, if not even, played that much Fire Emblem to begin with. I don't think I've ever played a Fire Emblem game, no. Um, the closest I ever got to was Smash Brothers. Um, but I liked Hyrule Warriors a lot. If you listen, I think, uh, what was that, 2014 Hyrule Warriors came out? It was like 8th or 9th on my Game of the Year list that year. I love that I game. I can vouch that is a good game, though. That yeah. is a good game. That need, that's again needs to be remade for the Switch. No uh, shit. You, you have to remake it. Just fucking put it on there for like twenty bucks. I'll rebuy it. Yep. Um, that's a fun game with all the DLC and everything. I would totally replay that. There's some cool DLC stuff that came out for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I picked it up. I you know like I said, I like Terror Wars a lot, and I'm like yeah yeah I'll, I'll get that. I had some extra cash, um, uh, store credit, whatever. And then uh, with my uh, PSN money, I picked up a Hidden Agenda. Uh, it's it was fifteen bucks. Normally I think it's twenty, so not a big discount. It's a playlink game <clears throat> on the PS4. Uh, right. You know what those? You know what the playlink games are? Okay, a playlink game. I've heard about them, but I haven't really attempted to though. So basically, what are they? Uh, it's like a it's like Jack in the Box, where like you download an app or whatever, and you put like a, you you play the game on your cell phone. Uh, you play the game on your PS4, but then, like you pick. So it's maybe the people that made it. Um, it's the same team uh, from Until Dawn. Yeah. It's the same company. Uh, obviously, uh, I love Until Dawn. Um, they have a couple PSVR games come out here soon that I really want to play. Um, but uh, yeah, I heard it's really good. It's only a few hours long. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't gonna get it because I. It's like normally these like the, these games they do like so Sony's starting. This PlayStation's doing this whole PlayLink thing now. There's like like half dozen games out there now. You play the game. It's like their attempt at doing Jack in the Box or Jack in the Box. Uh, what's that, Jack? You don't know Jack, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the board game. So I don't know why I got Jack in the box in my head. Uh, but um, they're doing their own thing because like the you don't know Jack has like a bunch of like party packs you can buy yes. on, on on computer and on Steam on PSN and all that uh, that people play and they play with groups of friends with the, with the cell phone and they they pick the answers through there the trivia games. Uh, now PlayStation doing that with a bunch of their own type of games, a lot of trivia games or weird like picture games. And this one's kind of like Until Dawn, where you get to like pick what you do and like ch- choose what you do. And um, this one's actually uh, I, there's a single player mode. Um, I don't have. I, I guess you play it in groups. You can play it. You like you like discuss or you pick, like you vote on what you're supposed to, what you're gonna do. 
Um, and this one you can actually just do one player. So um, I heard it's actually pretty good, like I said. So I went and picked it up, uh, 15 bucks, And I got Gable's favorite game of all time. Uh, what's that? Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was 20 bucks. Good so luck. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of it. Played about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes of it. So Yeah. Uh, I'll discuss it more later. Well, you're going to have to tell me how much you're actually uh, liking the game and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I liked it up to where I actually platinum the game, but... Oh, yeah. I'm going to platinum it twice. I'm going to create uh. a second account and I'm going to play it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I want to pick that up. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's everything I got. Nothing too crazy this year. I, I was pretty good this year. Uh, normally, I spend a lot of money. I, I was very tempted by... I went to games, When I went to GameStop and there was like... They had to buy two, get one free. I'm like, ooh. And I was looking around, but like, yeah. unfortunately, when they drop the price, like when they do like the sales, like, um, they had like Injustice two for fifteen bucks, brand new, uh-huh. but used, it was still forty. So I was like, oh they, they, brother. Yeah. So I, I get, you know, they they it's only on sale for the weekend, so they don't want to drop the price of the used game. But uh, otherwise, I probably would have picked up a few other games. They would drop the price of some of the used games um, there, but yeah, I avoided that because every year I usually go in there and buy a few games. And I'll play like one of them, or I'll play like a, a couple hours. I'll, I'll just like, all right, I got one game I really want, so I need to pick two more that I kind of want to play um, to like get get the free game. So this year, I I, I thought it was pretty good. I got a couple games. It's got a few games yeah. I I, I want to play. So go ahead. Oh yeah. So for Black Friday for me this year, it's actually was kind of a bit different. I didn't go through like say GameStop or I didn't go through the online stuff. No. I decided to do a little bit of the down low, and I just took a random, like, uh, spin of the bottle, pretty much, and I just uh, went to, into Walmart, like, after work on, uh, you know, on Black Friday and stuff. I got off of work, like, around 3, so I go I go forth, and, like, I'm going around inside of Walmart, and I'm finding these games, going through their game stuff, their game section. I end up picking up not one, but, like, four different games. I got one for the Switch. I basically got all of the games I got this year were basically games that have released from this past year. So I picked up Rayman Legends, the definitive edition for the Nintendo Switch, for Good about game. twenty bucks. That's a great <clears throat> game. I have it on Wii U. I don't care. I have it on Switch right here, and I just want to play through that thing. But. Uh, the good news in the matter is, I picked up not one but three PS4 games, all of which are either fantastic games or like just games that uh, I've wanted to try out for a while. One of them was Neo. Neo is sort of like a action hack and slasher or something like that. That's more akin to say like a Dark Souls like experience, but it's by I think it's by Team Ninja. I think it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, the Ninja Gaiden guys. I think. Yes, Team Ninja. So I'm really interested in seeing how this game is. I've heard nothing else about it since release, since it was released this past year. I've heard it's gotten some good scores here and there, and the action is like balls hard. So that's definitely going to be something down the pipeline I'm going to try. But the two other games that I was more interested in that I picked up, I picked up Injustice 2 for 20 bucks. That nice. was a fantastic deal. That's a great game. And what's even better is I picked up Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, for 30 bucks. So it's like I got all of my all of the games that I got at Walmart, I got for half off. I basically saved $100. I spent 93, but I saved $100, which meant I would have 
honestly, if they were at their full retail prices and stuff, I would have spent, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about it right now, is like, the new Colossus sells for 60 Injustice 2 they had marked for like 50 initially, and then like Neo was 40 and then like, I know that Rayman game would have been 42 so you got 40-40 is 80 then you have like the 50 and 40 right there is the 90 so that was at least about close to over like 120 130 something bucks there so by saving at least oh gosh pretty close pretty close if not to like 100 or something like that yeah that is just crazy to me but yeah. but it does give us quite a bit of stuff now to talk about towards the end of the game of the year because quite frankly all of the new stuff that I've gotten that I've released this past year, now I've got four more, well actually three more, that I could technically play and discuss about near the end of the year, which that was my main thing. I want. I went in there, I looked around basically to see if I could find games that released this past year at a good price, and I was fortunate enough to find four. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you got four really good games there, so. Yes, I did forget to mention, though, I did pick up... This wasn't a deal either. I did buy the um, Wolfenstein 2 uh, Season Pass. So. Oh, you did? Cool. Yeah. yeah. 25 bucks. Uh, so, I, I, I love Wolfenstein 2, and I want more of it. There's four packs or, like, single-player stuff. Uh, I think the first one's out now. The second one comes out at the end of the month. And then the other two come out in the early beginning of the part of the year. So, yeah. That's a great game. So that's, yeah, that's, I forgot, I just want to add that in there real quick. Yeah, um, but, but anyway, there is one last game that I did buy, and that was not on Black, and that was not, like, on uh, the Black Friday stuff at Walmart. It was actually on PSN. I decided, I decided, since looking at the PSN store, they also had a little Black Friday stuff, I decided to pick up the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, which nice. they were selling for about seven ninety nine. So, eight bucks. For three great Uncharted games. Okay. Good. Yeah. Deal. I'm going to go ahead and buy that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to just buy that just to have that just in case. Yeah, I know, I, right? It's like Last of Us. I, I, I own that digitally just in case. Yep. Just in case I want to go back to it. I've gone back to it a few times, actually. But, yeah. Um, should we jump on? Should we go ahead and jump on to what we've been playing, though, this past week? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sorry, my voice might crack here and there. <clears throat> Sorry, my I don't I, I think I'm gonna be catching something. I'm not quite sure. I woke oh, up no. and my here voice been a little gravelly. Uh, I did not go see Foo Fighters again, so that's not why my voice is <laughs> a little gravelly. Uh, it's going through stretches. It's like puberty all over again, except not so high pitchy. Uh, <laughs> all right, well let's go ahead and jump into the plane. Um, I'm gonna go first real quick. Um, okay. Uh, play a few games this week. Um, Started off, I uh, I went back after I finished um, the shitstorm that was Star Wars Battlefront Two. I decided to jump back into Assassin's Creed Origins, um, and man, this isn't a bad game. It's a really good game. Yeah. But I, I think I'm burnt on Assassin's Creed games. Really? Yeah. I, so I like I said, I, like last week, I was around the twenty hour mark. Um, played for another hour and a half and i'm just like am i having fun with this and it's kind of like that mass effect and drama thing but with mass effect and drama was, was just a bad game oh, I, don't think, no. I don't know if this is i don't really think it is like it, it's got all the core mechanics and it 
It's built upon what I talked about a lot a couple weeks ago. Um, but my biggest problem with this game, <clears throat> sorry, is that is the progression system in this. Okay. Where um, you let you, it's like it turned like a couple of games ago. They made it more RPG like, where you level up, you get experience points for doing missions, killing guys, things like that. And I talked about um, a few weeks ago when we were doing Extra Life, where I just I played the game for like six, seven hours, and I just I just did side quests, probably like four or five hours, and I just went around, killed a bunch of guys, did side missions, all the side quests I can find, uh-huh. and my level like so they have recommended levels to like for every mission you do, yeah. And the story mission, like, and I, I, you can't do missions if you're like you're more than like three levels below it. But even if you're only like two or three levels below the recommended level, it's like just don't do it. It's too hard. You just you're gonna get your ass whooped. And so fairly quickly playing this game after like three or four more missions, I fell behind of the recommended level for just the story mission. I I, I fell behind um, doing it. So I would just like I would do a story mission or two, and then I'd do a bunch of side missions and side stuff, and get to the level, uh, get maybe, get to the level or maybe a level above it, and do a couple side missions and then fall behind again. And finally, I'm just like, fuck it, I just want I, I want I'm I'm enjoying the story. I want to keep playing it. I want to just do the next story mission. And I was at level 24, and the, the recommended level uh was 28 so i guess it was four levels maybe more maybe five levels i don't know maybe you could just do them i can't remember but they're, they're red i think if you can't do them actually i take that back so but i don't remember how how far behind you have to be um or how for how close you have to be to be able to do a mission but i was i was four levels behind the recommended level just getting my ass whooped and i so i'm like all right i just need to do some side missions and it's like i don't want to do these side missions anymore they're not fun they're they're kind of the same thing over and over again uh-huh. um the story parts behind them are kind of lame um and it's just kind of more of the assassin's creed stuff i didn't like in the past or kind of i liked for a while and then it's just like i don't want to do it like it's the same missions for like a decade now and it's kind of what it feels like and um i i, I was just kind of like enough is enough like i'm spending like if i can just do the story missions i i would if i can just go to that story part i think i'd be i'd still be playing this game i would have finished it but uh, the the amount of experience points you earn, and like doing the story missions, you get like two thousand. Which once you're starting to get into the twenties, two thousand ain't a whole hell of a lot. Like it'll get you maybe a maybe a third or a quarter to the next level, but it's like man, each of these missions are fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, maybe even longer. Um, it's like I don't want to spend two hours doing side stuff um, just to get to the get to the just to do one story mission so i only have to do another hour or two of, of side missions uh to, to do another story mission and uh and when you kill a guy you get like 10 xp points which that ain't shit when you have to get like five thousand or six thousand or eight thousand or ten thousand experience points to get to the next level yeah uh, so you have to kill a lot of guys to get there so you might kill 15 guys in a story mission but that ain't shit and you know in in the grand scheme of things and it's just I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to play the story. I don't want to do these side missions because it's just kind of like the same four side missions over and over again. Uh, and it's not all that fun anymore. And so I, I, enough is enough for it. I just like, I'm done with it. I'm pulling myself away from this now. Like, like much like Andromeda. But like I said, and this is a really good game uh, compared to Andromeda. Uh, 
but it's just like I need to just pull myself away from it, and get rid of it. So that's one of the games I sold when I when I went and sold some stuff at a uh, um, GameStop today, um, okay. just to kind of like just kind of break myself away from it. Like I had to sell Mass Effect Andromeda to like force myself to quit playing it and get the urge away to play it. Um, and I did the same thing with this. It's just eh, man, it sucks because I well, I like that game. It's just level me up faster. That's like if you would have done that. Or got rid of the level system altogether. I would keep playing this game, but um, never gonna. So after I finished, after I, I pulled myself away from that, I went back to Resident Evil Seven. It's a game I've been talking about all year. I mentioned probably a half dozen times over the course of the year about like, this is a game I gotta go back to play. I need to go back and play. Like when I played it back in January when it first came out, I was just not in the mood for this type of game, and I played it. I jump. I, I jumped into where I left off in the in the main game. And I was only like three or four hours in. Uh, and I'm like, I'm just going to jump in and, and plow through the game. And I'm just like, I'm not feeling this at all. Not feeling it. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll start over. We want to see it start over and get, go through the beginning again. Play for another hour. Just not feeling it, man. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Like it's a good game. I'm not discrediting that part, but I, I don't think it's my game, uh, that I want to play. Uh, so I, I like I, I can't I can't do it so it's a bummer because the game I've been, like all year I've been like I like I didn't get around to this and I finally did it and I was like I'm not feeling it um, but there was a game that I felt and it felt real good hmm. I felt it so good and that's I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn all and right. I finally played Frozen Wilds the new uh, DLC pack that came out earlier in the month. Um, I think it's twenty bucks now, maybe fifteen. When I, I I know when you pre-ordered it, if you pre-ordered it, it was fifteen bucks. Right. I believe the regular price is twenty. Um, but I went through that over the over our long weekend. Uh, I had to babysit our uh, the puppy Gunner. Yeah. Um, pretty much all day Friday. I was the only person that was home on Friday. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So while he was um napping or playing tug of war with Louie, uh, I got I got a lot of time in on Frozen Wilds, and I actually hundred percent completed. Frozen Wilds. There you uh, go. Took me just shy of 15 hours. Wow, that's a lot of for, content. Yeah, just the DLC. This might be. I've always, I've talked about a lot. Um, maybe not recently, but I know back in the day we would talk a lot about DLC and how it should be and what's some of the best of. And I was I was Bioware always was like with Mass Effect and the original Dragon Age, like their DLC was just awesome. And yeah. like Wolfenstein, actually, uh, in recent memory, the Old Blood, that was an awesome DLC as well, especially for the price point. This, <clears throat> this might top all of that, uh, huh. just from the hour time and just like the, the, the how much they added to it and the story that they told. So, kind of jumping into it. Uh, so it, it takes place in the middle of the game. You don't have to finish the game. You don't have to. Um, you don't have you, the only the, the one downside is is you have to still own Horizon. Oh, oop, I want to tap my mic there. Oops. Um, but you still have to own uh, Horizon, like the physical or digital copy of it, so it isn't just a a, a separate thing. Yeah. Um, but the recommended level for this is thirty, which you can get to fairly easily. Um, it might, it might it'll take some time. I should say fairly easily. Uh, I put um about twenty nine hours into it was my final. Uh, counter for this game when right. I beat it initially, and I was at level 35, and um, so a little over. You're gonna level up a little more, uh, you know, a little more to level an hour, and um, 
<coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, I finished it up. I was at like level 53. And I, wow. I was at, my counter was uh, 43 and a half hours, 40, just shy of 44. Um, so yeah, uh, so kind of the core thing is of this game is, is that, um, you, you, you find this tribe. So it's just like to the north of like the original map. You just pop up in the game and there's like this exclamation point. You go talk to this person and it tells you about, uh, the Banuk, which is this, was is uh, these, these people, um, they're up in the mountains. So kind of, I don't know if it's really a spoiler. I don't know if it tells you that or if it's something you just find you don't really find you can easily look this up or like you can know about it is that a lot of this game horizon i believe the core map takes place in like uh like utah and um huh. is it utah oh shit i think like i forgot but um fuck it's like wyoming or utah or something like that but anyways so the frozen wilds takes place in the yellowstone national park what but it's it's like two thousand years later yeah two thousand years from now um yeah so there's an active volcano there now and it's like smoking and shit like that and they built like this base inside of the volcano that uh in the mountains of where yellowstone national park is uh i can't remember where i think it is wyoming actually where yellowstone national park is but anyways um kind of the core thing is is that these uh it is like there's this new type of enemies and there's like they're the 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 machines that you're fighting are more powerful and more angrier and uh more offensive than ever where uh and there's this thing called the daemon uh that is like uh cause people to attack them and the cool thing about i always like about horizon is people think like these like so horizon like i'm not gonna spoil anything about the, the original game good but there's like these labs and these bases that people find and like and it's been a couple thousand years and they just find these bases yeah. and they have like the computer voices uh kind of like we have siri now whatever and you the ai that you you can talk to and to them they think it's like a god they don't understand that it's an ai they don't know what ais are and so they talk to these computers and they're like this ai and it's like oh it's the spirits and uh there's this thing called a daemon that's like a virus that is like taking over one of the AIs and making these machines, um, all these machines crazier now than ever. And all these new machines are coming out. Yeah. And um, so there's a few new machines that you can find in this game. Uh, one of them is like a giant, like 50 foot, like grizzly bear type fucking machine. Uh-huh. And it's called a fire claw. Um, there's a frozen claw fire and there's claw. a fire claw. Nice. Um, one's like shoots out fire, obviously. And the other one shoots out like ice and shit. Um, and man, it's like, it's, what I love so it's more of what I loved about the original Horizon um, regular game is that walking through the world like the world is not empty. There's no empty space in this game. Like, everything is just like there's always something in it, and it's like whether it's enemies or fucking just shit you can find. Like there's always something going. You don't go too far without finding something to do, um, and whether or not you want to do it or not. Like my, initially when I first started playing the game, I remember the original game. It's like, man, there's always enemies everywhere. Like, I'm always trying to avoid enemies because there's so fucking many. Now I'm like, I'll, fight, I'll take you all on. I'll fight them all. And, <coughs> excuse me. Um, this is more of that. And so you find these fire calls. Throughout the, and it's like, it's got, just like in the original game, it's just like, they're kind of, some of them, like some enemies are more common to find in the regular game. But it's yeah. always like a big fight feel. And right. I, like as like a wrestling fan, I love that big fight feel. 
and and like, or like just as a fan of like great boss battles this game is just like a shit ton of like big boss fights all the time that you want to do because like you fight like a thunder jaw and like they're hard as shit and they're beatable but it's like an endurance race you know like you just got like you gotta come in prepared have an, a plenty of health and health packs and arrows and all the shit you need and um yeah it's it's just great it's it was great to be back in that world um it's hard to talk about because it's it's late game stuff uh, you don't have to finish the game to play this like i said you gotta be a level 30 is what they recommend um but this is a game right here i want to i want to talk about that the, the the way you level up you level up like crazy in this game especially if you, if you like um you fight enough in the open world uh-huh. um i i i went up 20 something levels and i only did like eight or nine missions there's only there's not like a whole hell of a lot of missions in there um if you just went through like the regular campaign like that's in this game it might take you five six hours but it's just still a whole hell of a lot of content for uh, a 15 20 dollar dlc pack um but if you do all the side stuff like i did like i said 15 bucks and i went up almost 20 levels in that time uh so yeah it this is the game like if like they have the same leveling type system they recommend you be at a certain level when you do these missions but the, the rate at which you level up, the amount of experience points you get for like beating missions uh, is a hell, hell of a lot. And the amount of enemies you fight in these missions, you level up quite a bit. I was well above the um, the recommended level uh, when I finished the game, uh, finished the campaign compared to where I needed to be for the final mission for that, um, that, that uh, the, the DLC. So uh, if you guys, if, if you want a reason to go back into Horizon, um, this is definitely it. Like I definitely, I there's actually there was a couple other missions you could do after you finished it, the uh, the final like story chapter for the for the game, the, the DLC, and I went through and I, I beat them all of them. Uh, did all the side stuff I can do in that in that thing. There's only one thing I can't I can't finish. You get the the, the one trophy I'm missing for um, Frozen Wilds, and it's like the hunting ground stuff where you have to like go in and fight waves of enemies, but you only get X amount of uh, arrows. You can only use your arrows. You can't use anything else. And you have to beat, like, 10 enemies with, like, 50 arrows. And I keep getting, like, I'm, like, three arrows short every single time to beat the last enemy. And that's the only thing I'm missing for all the trophies. But, uh, yeah, wow. it's awesome. Uh, I'm loving it. I kind of want to go back and do um, here when there's some dead time uh, after a Fire Emblem, Ghost Recon, all that. Uh, maybe January-ish or something like that. I want to go back and just go and get the level cap i think the level cap is 60 now yeah was that, so the original level cap was 50 and then with the dlc they raised the level cap to 60 so i'm at 52 now um so i want to go back and i want to get that level cap here that, that game is amazing and any reason to go back to it i want i hope we get more dlc uh if we're not gonna get in the horizon for a while i'm glad they take more dlc um that's why that <clears throat> excuse me sorry that's what i've been playing uh, what about you gables well like i said before like I said before, I have been playing a little bit more of my Nintendo Switch. But uh, before I get into like the Switch stuff, I want to say that I did beat a game on my PS4 today. I did Ooh. go through and I did beat Loco Roco Remaster, which was a game that I had gotten all the way back close to when the game first released on PSN. But I had been playing off and on because I wanted to play other stuff as well. So eventually I just decided to... like. Uh, bog myself down and just uh basically tell myself i gotta beat something this week 
You know, I'm starting, I'm literally making a pattern where I'm starting like about 15 or 20 different games and I'm not finishing one of them. And that's one of my main problems I have as a gamer is I start a whole lot of stuff, but I don't go through and finish a lot of the stuff that I start. So I go through the last two or three worlds for uh, Local Roco Remaster over the past couple days. I get to the last love, the last world, and basically I am starting to understand a bit of the gaming mechanics and stuff like that. The last world of Local Roco in and of itself, I mean, it's it's not difficult. It isn't difficult at all. It's just that you have to sometimes fight with the controls of the game because there are times when your little local roco want to try to jump and hop or something like that unceremoniously like without you even controlling them because basically basically how the game works is like what i said before you control the way the stages tilt so you can either tilt it to the left or tilt it to the right with the shoulder buttons if you hold both shoulder buttons together and then let them go the little the world actually goes through and just bumps the little local roco higher into like specific types of platforms and stuff. I can say this right now. It's fun when you can go in terrain throughout like random sections, but if you're trying to avoid certain things, like say like enemies or like 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 specific spikes or something like that that's going to whittle off little pieces of your little local roco, you know, local roco stuff. It can be a little bit tricky. And not so much tricky, but also when there are levels where it requires you to do some precise platforming, sometimes it can be frustrating if you're trying to go up to higher, like, higher levels. A good case and example was a level that I went through on The Last World. I had to try to jump off onto these little flowers, right? These purple flowers that, uh, it looks like you can adequately make them, but... I would jump up and stuff. I would try to balance them by tilting the left and right uh, shoulder buttons like evenly and stuff, and I would keep falling off. I would keep falling off because I was not precisely on the flower itself. <laughs> and so basically you have to use the controls in order to uh, precisely go through worlds, especially if you want to try to 100% everything inside of a level. Because the thing about Local Roco is... If you want to get everything inside this game, you gotta collect everything that are inside each level without, like, uh, without, like, say, uh, miscollecting specific types of things, like these little, uh, star eggs or something that you get, or these little, like, uh, all the random Locoroco that you uh, collect throughout the world. You can collect a maximum up to, uh, 20 per level. You have to get, like, 5 out of 5 like, uh, these star egg things or whatsoever, then you have to try to collect those little creatures called Moi Moi that you have to, uh, populate your little, like, houses and stuff that you can create through, like, finding the pieces that are presented from these, like, uh, these, like, these blue star eggs or something that you find throughout each level. It can give you a little bit uh, convoluted in how much stuff you gotta collect in each stage. But I gotta say is that a lot of the times when you go through the levels, sometimes it's not really readily apparent that you can find a lot of this stuff. So early on inside the game, I made a mental note to myself. It's like, I'm not going to go ahead and collect everything inside this game. Why? Because it's a lot more fun when you just... It's definitely one of those platforming type of experiences where it's a lot more fun not collecting anything and, you know, not 
overthinking it and just go through the main game because of how fun some levels can be and how like cheery in certain dispositions and stuff like that but uh alas the last couple of levels in the last world of the game can be frustrating in terms of precision platforming and in terms of uh the way the levels themselves can be structured to where if you try jumping in specific portions or if you try to fight those little creatures called like mojas or something like that which are basically like these black balls of like negative energy or something like that that just spew up they have these tentacles and all this other shit and uh basically if you can like jump into them and stuff like that in order to knock them over or something but if these if those things get a hold of you or something like that, they'll rip off little pieces of your little loco roco and start eating them. So <laughs> that's gonna affect completion rates. But uh yes, the very last portion of that level of that uh last level or something like that, you have to do this this unceremoniously like uh boss battle pretty much. Where the the final boss or some of the game, he swallows you whole and you have to go through and terrain through his body. And along the way, you gotta fight all these random, like, mojas, and you gotta fight all these random, like, uh, different things by going through the stages, collecting little things here and there. I had gotten, like, literally, like, 13 or 14 Loco Roco, and I lost a good amount, like, maybe six or seven of them because of some bullshit <laughs> precision jumping that I had to go through across these spikes, which I kept crashing into because I had to do precision-wise on this, like, the specific part of the stage. Basically how it was is I had to time going underneath something like uh, in the middle of this like water section in this level. And if I didn't get it through right, it would, he would, my little local Roka would slide back up and hit the damn spikes. And I could not get to it in time in order to think, in order to uh, capture it again before it just randomly died. You know, it's just one of those moments in gaming where you basically get frustrated because not just of uh, the way you're playing, but the lay the way a level is laid out to where it's frustrating to figure something out. Because you know what you have to do, but the game isn't letting you do it unless you do it exactly a per, like a precise way. So I ended up going through the creature's body and stuff. I went through and I beat the last remaining parts of the local local remaster credits roll everything else is good i have the option if i want you to go back again which probably not probably not because hey i like playing local roco and i have every intention of playing its sequel game because believe it or not it's a better game than the original <laughs> i am pretty much done with the local roco remaster but that takes care of the ps4 side of things on the nintendo switch side of things Played a little bit of Mario Odyssey. I basically played a little bit of it on like a Thursday on my lunch break. I collected some more coins in New Donk City that I hadn't previously. Plus, I captured one of those rabbits that were roaming around on top of the skyscraper. Skyscrapers and stuff like that. And I got another Power Moon, and so that's awesome. <laughs> nice. But, the other game that I played on the Nintendo Switch, and it is basically what I wanted to talk about, since I've spent the most time playing... It was the game that I picked up for $3 a couple weeks ago. Night Terrors. Oh, okay. So, what Night Terrors is, is a endless runner game, which basically you have to kill each enemy that you come across. 
you basically go through and you basically you're a knight you're a knight that has to go through like an endless runner type of stage in the middle of the night and stuff and you have to use your sword and other weapons in order to attack enemies you cannot let a single enemy buy you because if you do there is a little miss meter at the top right hand corner so if you miss three enemies you miss killing those three enemies it's game over but other conditions are you have three hearts as well so if you like basically get uh, you step on spikes or you go through get hit by enemies or whatever the heck that can also be a game over so basically what this game is it's made by the company Nicholas or Nicholas or something like that that was responsible for games like Cave Story the artwork the pixel artwork for this thing looks fantastic the whole overall tone really reminds me of a classic NES game why because the character sprites the way the characters like react when you like you hit them with your sword and this and that it feels good it feels like a endless runner done right personally i mean there are, have been some good endless runner games in the past but in terms of how addicting it can be to go through and play i like this one a little bit better than some of the others because i'm actually using like my uh buttons you know i'm using the left like d-pad button in order to like say jump and then fly or something like that through terrains especially if you have to nav like navigate across like spikes and some of these levels and this and that but you can also use the a button in order to attack so you can actually attack enemies with like with actual buttons the only <laughs> thing that's really different is it's like the run button and stuff is like there's no run button. It automatically runs. You just have to attack enemies and navigate throughout terrains. So during the time that I've played, you if you gather enough points in specific ways, you get to unlock other modes. And so what I basically have done, I have unlocked three other modes besides normal mode. All in all, what I know is there are five modes. There's normal mode. There's a sort of like uh, a endless mode where you basically go on forever and stuff and try to gather enough points in order to unlock some other modes and another one was called k mode like k type or whatever the heck it was and basically what that is is you navigate across these spikes you don't have terrain to run across you have to literally use the d-pad in order to fly across you know like time the things plus attack all these enemies you have to level up to level 10 in the stage in order to unlock the final stage. The thing about it is, my first time going through it, I got about nine and a half levels. Because <laughs> I basically, basically had to destroy wave after wave of enemies by going through the stage. And that's the only way you can level up. You can only level up if you destroy all these enemies in a row or just go through collective, like, these power-ups and stuff. My overall impression of having played maybe an hour and a half of Night Terrors across two days. This game is fun. This game is addicting. That's and cool. it's a, definitely a game I want to play more of because this is an experience that I love on the go. I love the experience where I'm progressing fast through a game that's as simple as Night Terrors. Basically, it's... An endless runner meets sort of like a uh, a shoot 'em up game, pretty much. 
Why do I say that? Is because you basically terrain throughout the. You know how like in shoot 'em up games and stuff, you navigate across the stage or something like that, and then you have to yeah. kill a bunch of enemies. It's basically taking that concept, only except for the major boss battles. It just takes out the major boss battles, and you're just endlessly like running left to right and stuff, and just killing a bunch of enemies, and just going through and leveling up certain things. Yeah, it's like a uh, Raiden or Raiden, or fuck that game is called. Sort of like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Good game. But Good I would game. honestly suggest for anybody who wants to try a new game on the Nintendo Switch, Night Terrors is a fantastic option. I loved my time playing it, and I will be playing a little bit more of it. I'm not too sure if there's an end to the game, but I will play enough of it to at least discuss about it for Game of the Year stuff. Oh, shit. It's getting that time, buddy. Yep. We got it. We're about a month out. We are about a month away, and trust me, I got some plans. <laughs> I actually have some plans. I may not be able to finish a lot of games from here until the end of the, like, a month from now, but if I play enough of it, uh, you know, enough of each game, I probably am going to have a bunch to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could just quit your job and play the uh, game. Uh, oh, I know, right? But uh, uh, I kind of need a job. It. You already got the game, so I need the job. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, you, now you need the time. Yeah, I know. Now I need the time. <laughs> yeah. See, so, you had the money. Now you, now you have the time. That's, now you need the time. So it's quick. Well, it's fine. Totally fine. Cool. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Cool. All the money we make doing this podcast, I'll just give it to you, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be funny. <laughs> we, make, but, uh... we make tons of money. We don't make any money, people, at all for this, <laughs> which is fine. I just want everybody to know that. We, we have made exactly zero dimes. Over the last four and a half years doing the show. So. That's very true. But at the same point, that's pretty much what I have been playing for the week. That's cool. Um, oh, uh, I, I might have missed it. Uh, what's your uh, Power Moon count for Odyssey? Power Moon count is about like maybe 187. Cool. cool, 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 cool. How, how, how far are we into this again? Sorry. Um, how far I was. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, without checking the, the the Switch count and stuff like that, I don't know how many hours I've put into the game. I want to guess or assume that I probably have put about six or seven hours into that game. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was funny actually, because you know, you can look up your times, uh, kind of give you a rough idea of the time you spent on the Switch. Yep. Uh, I feel like, I'm like, man, I probably, it probably took me like, I probably spent like 20 hours in this game. I, I spent like 15. Uh-huh. Not even like not even it says uh, ten hours or more. So I'm like, oh, holy shit! I, 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 I put a, I didn't put nearly as much time in that game as I thought I did. Uh, but I, time flew by apparently. But yep. it, I, I feel like I put a lot more into that. Uh, that's a sign of a good game. Um, but yeah, uh, that's cool though. You played more of that Pokemon Ultra Sun. Ultra Sun, I had played a little bit of, but uh, let's see, I. I haven't gotten as much as, like, uh, I basically have wanted to go with at the moment. I mean, right now I've actually charged a bit of my 3DS because it's been sort of, like, left at uh, the red or something the past couple days because um, I had been, like, uh, forgetting to bring it on my my rides to work and stuff like that, and i just been bringing the Switch instead. But at this point in time, I have gotten done, like, say, with the first, uh, the first trial, and I've actually got through, like... Uh, in Sun and Moon, I've gotten past Kiawe's trial and stuff, which, by the way, that was kind of a bit frustrating because I had to deal with both 
a Alolan Marowak and a Salazzle, which both were pretty much dicks at that portion of the trials. So, at the same point, I am pretty sure about the team that I have right now, give or take maybe one or two party members, but at the moment I have my, my, uh, the Pokemon that I had chosen at the beginning, I had a Rowlet, so I am going to evolve that fully into a Decidueye when I have the chance. I have Kadabra. I have Hariyama. I have all these like these these Pokemon and stuff that I that I would grow that that I would use inside other versions of the game that uh, you know making things going. I have a Picky Peck, right? But this Picky Peck has a special ability called Skill Link. To where if I use moves that hit two to five times, it automatically hits five times in a row. Nice. So once that thing learns Bullet Seed or learns a move that's going to go ahead and hit so many times in a row, I can get that damage. Like, 100%, you know, 15 times five or whatever. So... <laughs> it's 65. So oh, it's 65 or whatever. But uh, at the same point right there, I got... That let's see, you got four other things. I've tried seventy-five. I've, Sorry, my math is way off. Yeah, seventy-five. 75. Well, there are other moves too that hit like a two to five that could be a little bit more powerful. But at the same point, I have raised a Pichu into a Pikachu, right? I but did the same thing. But the thing about it the most that is kind of discouraging and stuff. It has a nature to where the special attack is lower upon leveling up, and its regular attack is sort of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, grows more upon like uh leveling up meaning that if i try to teach this thing special moves without boof busting you know boosting enough with say like with nasty plot or something like that the a move that uh boosts up special attack by two stages that like special electric attacks are not going to work at all so it's it's basically kind of back and forth do i keep the pikachu or do i give it to something else <laughs> it's it's just the kind of the thing right now but uh, i was at this point in time about eight hours into the game okay so Very not cool. too bad no uh cool you're you're close to where i got to so yep um awesome well moving on to um some of the news not a lot of news this week again uh especially i think with the holidays uh, not too much going on. Everybody's out um, celebrating the holidays with the family and not really uh, bringing out some stuff for what's going on. Uh, one thing, uh, a couple things actually, but one of the one thing, smaller thing, uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle uh, has a DLC season, uh, season pass you can buy. It's 20 bucks. Uh, there's two parts. First part came out, I believe, last month or earlier in the month. I can't remember exactly when. It was just more challenge maps if you wanted, if you were into that. But, they recently updated the details. Uh, they so Ubisoft um, put on digitally on the eShop for the Switch uh, a um, like Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battles Gold or Ultimate Edition. Yeah, uh, it's basically eighty bucks. Comes with the season pass and the game. And they and the details in it it says that uh, the new season or the the second part of the season pass is going to come out with a new hero and an additional world. Uh, and the season pass, the second part comes out January sixteenth of next year. Huh. So uh, I went from um, curious to I think I might I'll probably pick this up. Huh. It's not a bad price, twenty bucks. All depends uh, upon the hero and the world. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna wait, see what it is. 
I'm hoping it's like a Wario or Waluigi or something like that. That'd oh be pretty badass. Um, that needs to happen. Uh, I'm curious what it'll be. But yeah, I, I don't know. I um, I I, I love this. Sh- I absolutely loved uh, Mario Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It is definitely one of like those. Well, probably probably the biggest surprise of the year for me. Uh, for a game that I spent probably eight nine months ripping uh, when the rumors came out to like. This is one of the most fun games I've played all year. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, tournament, it's, it's much like the uh, Breath of the Wild DLC season pass that came out. It's like, all right, yeah, okay, pack number one is whatever, but everybody's really buying it for uh, Champions Ballad. Uh, that's the real DLC that everyone wants to play, uh, which that should be coming out soon, too. Hopefully we yeah, it is. Like that. It's supposed to be December, so that... that we should be hearing anything probably any day any day now so uh get hyped for that but yeah i you know i'm, I'm gonna wait to hear what it is i'm sure we'll hear something next month or something but uh i'll, I'll probably 20 bucks fuck it i'll pick that up probably um what about you are you, are you uh think i might pick this up well to be perfectly honest with you i kind of want to know what uh, the last hero in the last world is i mean it could be wario it could be donkey kong it could be like any type oh, of like I mean, yeah, it could be Donkey Kong as well, considering there's a rabid version of uh, Donkey Kong or something like that in the game. So if there was like a Donkey Kong Country sort of world or something or just whatever, that wouldn't surprise me too much. But, uh, yeah, you know, I would only venture into the possibility of buying it if I know for a fact what it is. And on top of that, if I play more Mario and Rabbids, yeah, that would help too. I... I hope it's uh, Aiden Pierce, the, the main character from Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I want. I, I kind of want to be like a like. Uh, kind of want like, to be like a Ubisoft I, character. Yeah, that'd be great. Actually, I would be. I, I want. I want it to be a Ubisoft character more than I want it to be a Nintendo character. Dude, what if it was Rayman? I dude, I heard that rumor. Like, not a rumor, but people were like like guessing what it could be and like, that's where the wall luigi wario uh but a uh, rayman was a, a prediction that'd be kind of cool if it was like uh a, one of the the world was like in the rayman universe or something like that well rabbits are considerably inside the rayman universe that's so that's, that's the from. thing that's where it came from rayman hmm. and the raving rabbits i didn't think about that actually that's a good point yeah because the, the original game was rayman um that would be cool what if it was just rayman from the movie, uh, I would cool uh, that too. <laughs> the Rain Man. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of options here. Uh, I just I don't I want to keep them all open. Yeah, you just basically have like a rabbit form of Dustin Hoffman just going for it. Yeah, yeah, he just goes Kmart or whatever. It's cool. <laughs> uh, the world isn't is just Kmart. Oh okay, uh, you know what? I talked myself into it. I want it to be Dustin Hoffman. What <laughs> can happen? The the crazier the better. Actually, like. I, I kind of don't want to be any like any of the Nintendo characters or Rayman just because it's almost too predictable at this point. I just want to be the stupidest, craziest, dumbest thing possible. Alex, to, to be to happen. Oh my like, God! You just have the Ray. You just have the freaking Dustin Hoffman rabbit character. Some pop up screen or something. It's like, well, it's definitely, definitely, definitely like it's a Kmart special. <laughs> yeah. Instead of <laughs> instead of like because uh, each I think each world had like ten different sections. It's just each section's an aisle. Oh my That'd god! Be great. 
each each level of the world structures an aisle from like the fucking yeah. like like Johnny's doing the groceries yeah. and shit. Oh my yeah. god. I think this is up there with the most, like, uh, craziest shit that we think we've said for, like, gaming suggestions. And that beats out... I think that actually kind of beats out the whole fucking, uh, like, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man for Mortal Kombat shit. Dude! <laughs> that's still a dream. <laughs> that's still a dream. Dude, they're running out of characters. WB is running out of characters. It's only a matter of time before they go to the Ghost the Ghostbusters bandwagon, right? They hop in there, like, alright, guys. We need we need, we need need to bring out Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I don't know who owns it. Is it Lion Gate? It might be Lion Gate that actually owns it. <laughs> oh my god. Can you just imagine Ubisoft going through the same route or something like that and just like go through like random like movie properties and stuff like that and using random characters and Dude, shit? The crazier the better. I'm I'm all in for this. I am all in. I just wanted a Ubisoft character. I know. Now, now I want like a movie character. You just have Man. Dwayne Johnson inside of a random Mario game, dude. Don't 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 tease my heart like that, dude. Don't fuck with me, man. You just have the rock come out of there, just start rock bottoming fucking rabbits. Each 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 area is like a um is a different movie he's been in. It's a different um, movie. What if, it is, it, in the final levels is him in a fucking WWE ring, just fucking yes. do the people's elbow. Oh my god, dude. I so badly want it to be like, I so badly want like a Fast and the Furious world. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. And then like a, tink, uh, a Tooth Fairy world would be good too. I guess. And then the, there's a Walking Tall world. Yeah. And there's the Mummy. Oh, no, no, there's a Jumanji world. Yeah, Justin's all-time favorite movie, the re, the reboot of Jumanji. <laughs> if he's listening, that's gonna make him very upset. And there's. And there's the wait a minute, not the pacifier, but the the tooth, not like tooth fairy or something like that. But oh, oh there's the gosh. game plan. Oh yeah, there's, there's the game the, plan too. Another good movie. And then it just yeah. culminates in the Scorpion King. Yes. <laughs> the final boss is just the rock as like an actual scorpion. It's the He's half scorpion, the half stuff. half man. <laughs> like from the puppet <laughs> too. Yeah, dude, make it so, make it so. Oh. I want that to happen. Man, see, the problem is our suggestions are just too good, and it's never going to happen. So we just ruined this game. We're, I'm not going to buy Season Pass now. I'm going to be disappointed no matter what it is now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. It's like, it just kind of makes me like uh, think. It's like, oh, my fucking God, man. The Rock's been in almost everything. <laughs> well, that's 10 he years. <laughs> he's, not, he, he's in almost everything, and he's still not in enough things, if that makes any sense. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like you have a walking tall world, you have that, and all of a sudden you have a Moana-themed world with him. It's the fucking... <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Actually, you know what would be kind of mind-blowing? If, like, say, in the New Kingdom Hearts or something like that, they have a Moana world, then The Rock is a voice actor of the one character? <sighs> I would buy season, I, I'd buy Kingdom Hearts 3 for this. Yeah, no shit, I would too. <laughs> I, I was tempted to buying the... the remasters of the first two games for like 20 bucks but if the rocks in this game i'm in 100 percent. he just comes Fuck on yeah. screen he just says eh, if you could smell what the rock is cooking with that yes. eyebrow yes please god so <laughs> please god there is a god oh, oh i will go to god. church every sunday if the rock is, <laughs> is in mario mario plus rabbits oh my god i, I will accept Buddha into my heart. <laughs> oh, or Moses, oh the macaroni man himself. The macaroni man. Mm. 
That's a South Park joke. People don't know that. Um, but anyways, man, fuck, yeah, dude, let's make that happen. Please, <laughs> Ubisoft, spend some money. I'll, I'll drop 50 on the season pass if it's The Rock. Uh, God damn it. <sighs> so good. Uh, anyways, um, jumping on in. You know, I really wanted to avoid it this week. I really wanted to do it. I'm like, we're not going to do it. We've talked about it a lot over the last month or so. Yeah. Uh, loot boxes, microtransactions. It's yep. still a thing. It, this ain't going away anytime soon. And no, Star Wars has, has made it a whole other issue. Uh, so... Um, Hawaii, some state representatives from there, uh, have come out against loot boxes and had a hell of a yep. press conference, I believe Monday or Tuesday night. And, um, a few, uh, I have a few quotes here from them. I want to, I want to go over. Um, so this, these are all direct quotes I'm about to say from, uh, a couple different representatives. Uh, so in a press conference, uh, state representative Chris Lee said he was taking action in order to ensure future protection for kids, youth, and everyone else. Uh, this game is a Star Wars themed online casino designed to lure kids into spending money to trap. It's a trap. He said that that's really funny. I didn't I did not realize that until I just read that out loud. That that motherfucker just made a Star Wars joke and is is bashing against a Star Wars video game. I know, right? It's amazing. This, man, that is, <laughs> this guy is really good. This guy is good. I just hit my mic. I don't care. That's dude, awesome. Dude. Oh, man. What's even, what's even funnier, it's like just watching Jim Sterling's like a video this week or something like that. It's like that dude actually made like in his own words said it's a trap. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. In my, it's, in, it's in my watch later list. That's awesome. Fuck. Dude, I was going to bash this guy a little bit, but maybe not so much now. I'm going to feel a little bad about it. But anyways, going on. This is something we need to address to ensure that particular kids who are underage, who are not psychologically and emotionally mature enough to gamble, which is why gambling is prohibited under the age of 21 um, in the state of Hawaii is 21 or under. Some states are 18, some states are 21. Um, um, prohibited under the age of 21 are protected from being trapped into these cycles, which have compelled many folks to spend thousands of dollars in game, uh, gaming fees online. We're looking at legislation this coming year which could prohibit sale of these games to folks who are underage in order to protect these families as well as prohibiting different kinds of mechanisms in those games, he explained. We've been talking with several other states as well as uh, as well as well legislators who are looking at the same thing. I think this is an appropriate time to make sure these issues are addressed before this becomes the norm for every new game. Uh, excuse me, State Representative Sean Quinlan, I believe is how you say his name, right. emphasized that Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a game that he believes is being marketed at young players. It's a AAA title that's being released by the world's largest gaming studio, and it has the most popular intellectual property in the world attached to it, and it's marketed squarely at children. So, here we are again. It is uh, personally something for me that is... Right. Uh, when it comes to gaming, and especially with this microtransaction stuff, the last thing we want is the government to get involved in gaming, especially something like this. Uh, and that's not even a shot at Donald Trump. Like, yeah, God knows I hate Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But this has nothing to do with him. The, them getting involved in gaming stuff uh, has been an issue for like 30 years, 20 years, going all the way back to Mortal Kombat. 
That's uh, pretty true. Going back to not only Mortal Kombat, but the Night Trap as well. I the mean, if, trap, if, yeah. if it wasn't for the governments intervening back around the mid-90s, we would not have established the ESRB rating system that we currently yeah. have for today in this that modern was, times. Yeah, that was kind of like the uh, agreement that everybody came with. Like, hey, we'll make this rating system if you guys just stay the fuck out of it. Yes. And they did yes. for like 20-something years, 25 years. Uh, unfortunately, now they seem like they're getting back into it. So now EA, unfortunately EA, you were the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. in terms of the loot box stuff. I mean, before the whole elements of the suggested loot box elements and stuff, there was like maybe a couple games in the cross of like maybe a five or six year radius that actually implemented some form of loot box or some sort of like random microtransaction stuff. But now you're one of many companies during this year that has not that's released maybe like what, fourteen, fifteen different games in the past year that have implemented some sort of loot box or some sort of like microtransaction things where the main yep. majority of it was mostly structured somewhat around people buying these loot boxes, getting their own types of stuff in order to uh get some sort of a little advantages or something like that. Of course, with EA, with Battlefield 2, that's kind of a different matter in and of itself because a lot of the stuff that you bought inside the game, like we've addressed in weeks before, actually did prove to have a lot of benefits for people who did spend the money in, like, online modes. So, basically, what we got going right here is not only just the whole the state of Hawaii and their, and their like, judicial system and stuff like that, going forth saying that uh, they want to potentially stop the gaming company EA or something like that for spreading these sort of predatory, like predatory, like uh, behavior stuff, which, yes, this is quintessentially what this is by EA for these loot boxes that are specifically aimed towards this specific brand of audience. You know, it's rated T for teen Battlefront 2. Yeah, that's it, my point. It's yeah. played by... Millions. This is a property that's going to be played by millions of people, including children, including adolescents, and including people who, you know, let's be honest, lack of a better term or something like that, they are going to overspend for stuff like this if the option is there. If not because they have issues with, like, say, spending lots of money or something on frivolous shit or whatever. But the point being was, I feel that this move by not only the Hawaiian government, but also by the country of Belgium. And, like, going through and trying to outright ban loot boxes in general and try to spread it across with the whole European area, saying that they don't want this in terms of the video games because it does lead to a lot of these negative connotations, and it's basically going forth to, like, say, try to oppose this current type of structure for loot box stuff. But uh, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, uh, kind of, a, I'm just kind of like a little bit worried as of uh, as of today and stuff because it's like what you were saying before, Tyler. This is this is definitely another page and another turn of where the government is going to get involved in terms of the video game industry and try to attempt <coughs> to regulate a couple different things about it, like they have tried to do before with say like with say violence in video games or like try to like 
demonize certain video games because of specific things that are put inside the contents of this and that. I mean, basically, the gaming industry has been through a hell of a lot in the past 30 years in terms of the content of what it's put in, the artwork that it implements. Even to some extent, some of the stories that have been told inside video games have tried, tried to be censored by politicians. We all know the guy Jack Thompson, who that dude was a pretty much a Fuck big piece of guy. shit, who tried to demonize like specific games and stuff like that out of like say his uh, his overzealous like over like extremist sort of like viewpoint of like uh, how he viewed video games in general, which yeah. automatically led him to be pretty much banned from. I think it was like banned from like that whole like judicial like he's disbarred he's disbarred he is disbarred completely from like not only testifying like in terms of video game stuff but in general it's like he cannot like go back to the law like that specific types of law stuff in order to argue those types but in this situation right here and of itself we're kind of put inside of like a dilemma as it is i mean one the video game industry yeah they are going to have to publishers, big third-party AAA publishers, are going to have to come together and try to reestablish what it is. They're going to try to regulate themselves to see how if what is pretty much acceptable in terms of how they can actually come across with these loot boxes now, because it's like what I said before. EA is the company that had the straw that broke the camel's back. They implemented too much of the whole, like, stripped-down sort of features and stuff like that, the whole pay-to-win mechanic that has pretty much caused this controversy to begin with, now we, now the gaming industry in and of itself have to try to tone down the contents of what they will be offering in sort of this, you know, in sort of what people are going to be getting inside these uh, particular types of things. It may not be loot boxes, but it could be something else entirely. It could be maybe a little bit of a price hike on some games and as an asset or something like that it could be implementing these same type of things inside of season passes or something where something is going to go up in price i mean if they're not going to be doing loot boxes you better believe that some of these triple a gaming publishers like ea and activision they'll try to find another fucking loophole around this i mean they'll get theirs they'll get their fucking money i mean that's the thing about what makes these these triple a companies a little bit dangerous is because they're not happy with the billions upon billions of dollars or something like that they earn from games like Battlefield or from Call of Duty or from the millions of other microtransactions they got through the previous releases. If anything, these AAA companies are going to come up with something else to try to dissuade not only like the, the, you know, not only just like the European like sort of government that's what's going on right now to try to ban the use of loot boxes, but if I'm right and stuff, and not just Hawaii, but other states in the United States go and follow suit, this is going to be probably going to be like a long type of legal battle between potentially, you know, the states and other types of countries and stuff against like AAA publishers like EA in terms of trying to battle what is acceptable going inside these loot boxes and what's not. I mean, we've talked about a good example of what... Uh, how loot boxes can be can be elemented in like a particular way that it's not really as harmful to the consumer, but in and of itself, it's actually 
not so bad. And what you and I have talked about previously, Tyler, has been through Overwatch and how like some bits of like the content that you unlock through loot boxes is from actual gameplay that you can go through and like complete. Like, for example, if you're going through a couple of different type of multiplayer matches and stuff like that, you win, you earn, like, the bunch of these different currencies and stuff, you do have elements to unlock certain loot boxes if you choose to. I mean, I know I've done this a couple of times. I know you have before, where it's like, we played a couple of multiplayer matches, we've earned some points. Oh, hey, we have enough for a loot box. Let's go spin on a loot box, see what we get. Mm-hmm. The thing about this type of thing from, like, the Hawaiian, like, uh, their like judicial stuff there and even for the people of Belgium a lot of the games that were studied one of them was Overwatch the other one was Battlefield 2 so those two games are like the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of loot box like usage one of them barely uses it in terms of like you know in terms of actual like uh, online stuff you know maybe through like cosmetic things like different voices different type of colors of like uh costumes that a character can wear the other one being ea in the battlefield 2 is implemented with the whole aspect of like the whole pay to win certain things like certain weapons certain like like equipment and stuff like that you can only use but it's being capped at a specific level you know it's it's a little bit scary to think that there could be possible government like intervention with the how the video game industry is going to try to work and do this and do that. But at the same point, I kind of feel that this has needed to happen for a little while now where there has to be some sort of regulation to try to prevent like predatory content from AAA publishers like an EA, like an Activision, like a 2K Games or whatever the hell that are trying not only to just nickel and dime us. I mean, hell, they're going to nickel and dime us regardless of what. But we got to keep in line the balances to where they're not using, like, overly blatant, like, predatory behavior in order to try to, like, not only get our money, but get the money from younger gamers, too, that are going to be going through and say, oh, hey, I want to get this and this and this. I can't go through this game unless I spend this amount of money in order to do that. You know, like, spending, like, maybe a couple hundred in their parents' credit card and doing this whole shit and stuff. I mean, mobile games have done that for years, too, but it's like, yeah, it's just so crazy. But what mm-hmm. do you think, Tyler? Um, so, no, uh, this is definitely, uh, with to me, with with the government possibly getting involved here, this is not the answer that I was looking for. Um, you know, we talked, I talked about a little earlier with the Mortal Kombat thing, with, like, that whole part was stupid, but it overblown. And not only just the government getting involved, but the mainstream media getting involved is bad, I think, personally. Um, before I even jump into the issues we're looking at here, um, where I look, I remember going back to like uh, uh, Mass Effect when like Fox News was that was bringing in like Jeff Keighley and Adam Sessler and oh just my God. like putting him like just making them sound like the biggest assholes in the world and. Uh, and they were 100 right. Jeff Keighley and Adam Sessler, and they like watching those, watching those interviews back. It's like they destroyed Fox News because they had no idea what to tell them. They're saying Mass Effect is uh, pornography, and it's just a sex game. Is all it is, and because there was one like 20 second, barely sex scene where it's just like uh, generic 
music playing over it. There was no nudity, nothing. Yep. Uh, and it's just, we do not want Fox News getting involved in this either. Like, I oh, don't no. want to say, I, I would rather have, honestly, the Hawaii State representatives involved in this before I want Fox News involved in this. No shit. But, uh, um, no, it's just, and it's something that some people will talk about for the last few months now about, uh, and the ESRB came out and said that they don't believe that loot boxes are gambling. Um, and it's, it's a tough, mm. uh, I mean, if you like, you look at the dictionary probably of what gambling is, this is loot boxes are probably gambling. Um, but it's, it's, there's so many variables in this where like when you go to the casino and you play, like you're not always guaranteed to win some, when you, when you pay for the loot box, you're guaranteed to get something might not be you want, but it's going to be something. Um, but I, I think about my examples I've heard from people, and it's for me, it's like, if we can't get around this, then how can we, if we can't, we're not considering that gambling, then why aren't we considering, uh, then how are we going to consider loot boxes gambling? When you have things like, uh, you go, you go to the, the grocery store and they have like the little quarter machine things. You put a quarter in and you get a sticker. It's like, oh, like they have NFL stickers you can get. And it's like, ooh, I want the Packers one. You put 50 cents in, you get a Giants one. I'm like, ah, shit, I don't want, I don't want the Giants. And you put 50 more cents in, you get the Cowboys one. It's like, ah, shit. It's like, how is – that's no different than a loot box at all. Yeah. Or if, you go, or if you go and you buy – like when we were kids, buy a pack of Pokemon cards. That's a loot box. It's just a $3 loot box, $4, whatever it costs now. I don't know. Back in the day, it was like 3 bucks. Yep. You know? Uh, you, you might get some cool shit. Remember – I, I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars back in the day on Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I, I'm just a Pokemon card. I probably spent thousands and never got a Charizard. My buddy bought one pack. His first pack he ever bought of Pokemon cards got a Charizard in it. So pissed. Still a pissed about it. Uh, it's been like 20 years. Still upset about it. A little <laughs> better. Um, like, how is that at loot boxes? Like, how, how, are we, or how is that not gambling? Uh, it's just, we have, there have been ways to get kids to buy shit and collect things for decades now, before we were kids. And now we're going to consider this. The only thing I can think of now we're freaking out about more now than ever is the fact that like now a parent's credit cards are saved on the consoles yep. that we're buying those things from. Which, to me, like you said, this is a game that is rated teen. So 13 yep. and above. Uh, so, to me personally, and maybe it's easier for me as somebody doesn't have kids it comes down to the parents responsibility to make sure that um there's their credit card information whatever if their kids playing regularly on these consoles don't save your credit card maybe on the consoles or i mean i have mine saved but i'm the one that uses it uh but i would say if you're somebody or put a password in it if you can uh i think there's a little bit of responsibility that goes into the parents or the guardians whoever um that if like, your kid's playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 or whatever, a game that ha- Overwatch, whatever, it has loot boxes, uh, anything like that, uh, it, to a certain extent, some responsibility, responsibility relies on you. Uh, you can't just, here you go, here little Timmy, here little Johnny, whatever. Uh, here's here's the game you can play. Um, or here's the game you wanted, you know. Like, we have to, at a certain point, you have to take care of yourself. Uh, and I understand, like, there's a reason why uh, Steam and uh, big companies have psychologists on staff is to find ways to get people to buy loot boxes or buy 
the trick to get people to find the most um <clears throat> the 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 most the way they can get the most money out of people like designing the website the, the way it is designing steam or playstation store or whatever designing in a way that where they're gonna like entice people to come in and look it's no different than going to the mall and it's like oh that place looks kind of cool i'm gonna go in there and check that out it's no different than that um just now our credit cards our information or whatever the way of buying things is now saved there um yeah it, and it's there's so many variables to this and there's no easy answer and that's the real reason i just didn't want to want to talk about the show and like the whole gambling and whole uh you know to a certain point i don't want to talk about loot box for a while until we kind of right, have to i thought right. but uh especially the gambling it's just like yeah is it gambling probably um i i guess my the best scenario i could think of for this is if you have loot boxes or you have extra content that's not a season pass that you can buy then it should be part of the esrb rating system where it's like uh you know you have like violence or sex or um uh blood or whatever make that one of the things you put on the box you know it's rated i don't know if you want to make it mature but it's rated teen because or it's rated e or whatever and a loot boxes or something is on there uh or microtransactions is on there uh put it on there the only issue i could find with that though is is like you look at a game like destiny where a year and a half or two years in they added they added microtransactions to it it's like they didn't have it for that beginning so then also now they want to add it you can't really go you can like you can go back the games that come out like the copies you make after that you ship after that you can update but the games that have been out forever you can't update so right. I, don't, I don't there's too many there's too many ways around it um i don't know there's just no easy answer or no easy way of doing it that's the only true. thing i know for a fact is i just don't want i don't want the u.s at least the u.s government uh involved in this i'm curious what belgium's gonna do with this uh but yeah i don't i i think just putting a stamp on it yep it's gambling uh, make all those games M or whatever for, or adult or whatever rating because it has loot boxes in it I think is uh, the, 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 a bad route to go. Right. Won't affect, won't affect me or us uh, but I, I think you know you look at like a movie like if a movie's rated R uh, parents are like are going to look more into it for them their kids see it. Um, right. Or right. They're gonna, like, or they're just going to like oh it's rated R you can't see that you're, you're 15. Um, I don't know. It, there's so I, there's just like you think of it a solution, but then there's like one like tiny thing that can like you can bypass that. You know, like I, like I just said about the whole like you can just add loot boxes later to a game and get around right. the ESRB. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, in order to try to tackle like this topic in general, in terms of, like loot boxes and the things, we have to more or less remember the basic stuff of what is gambling in and of itself. The definition of gambling. You know, by looking at the dictionary term of gambling in general, there's like one of two things. It's a noun, obviously. And I'm reading this off of dictionary.com right now. The first oh, definition the, the first definition that it says is the activity or practice of playing at a game of chance for money or other stakes. Where the second definition is the act or practice of risking the loss of something important by taking a chance or acting recklessly. We could think of it one of this way. In terms of, say, a chance of stakes, you know, 
spending money on a loot box to try to get a desired result of, say, getting a specific weapon that you want to do. And the important thing that you risk losing happens to be the money that you initially put in in order to spend for that type of things. You made a couple of good examples, though, Tyler, of like other things that possibly would be considered gambling that many people probably don't even think about or possibly don't even care about, too, or empathetic about, is the terms of, say, buying a pack of Pokemon cards. And like you said, you want to get that Charizard, but you gambled your money or something like that by buying a pack, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I didn't get a Charizard. Now i got to gamble more money to try to get the same like, like desired results. That Great. in of itself is yeah. considered gambling to some effect, but at the same time, it's like what you were saying. It's like, it's sort of a different type of tier as it is, say, with the video game stuff as of itself. Whereas, yeah, it's gambling maybe on a little bit of a minor scale. There is still a thing that you could possibly win that's something that's uh, something. You're not losing really anything physical other than maybe like a few bucks in and of itself. But at the same time, you're spending money in order to get a guarantee of something rare inside of those packs. So in terms of, say, what Battlefield is, it's like potentially there could be an argument made that you know, gambling inside the loot box things that you're buying inside there is like you are technically getting something that's of rare or something of a value and stuff like that without necessarily like completely losing, getting nothing. You know, there's that argument that could be portrayed and stuff, but in and of itself, at the end of the day, it's just exactly like you were portraying to, Tyler. This is a very difficult terms of thing to try to explain, and on top of that, it's kind of, it has a lot of different type of ramifications, because it goes to the thing of what gambling, like, it just leads us to thinking, it's like, what? What is the definition of gambling in general? To how is this going to be affecting, maybe, the gaming industry, if so, if the government happens to you know, by chance, partake in sort of, like, interfering in what uh, the AAA gaming space is going to do. And the three is, if the government does not, if the government is not going to go ahead and, like, go after EA or Activision for these type of predatory behaviors and stuff, what are they, as AAA publishers, going to go through and come up with in order to alleviate these loot boxes? Especially if in European countries if they potentially do get banned, which is a very real possibility of happening, considering that Belgium is trying to rally other European countries in order to outright ban loot boxes in general inside games. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, Tyler, it's like I agree with you that this is very a complicated sort of situation that uh, is recently developed, but at the same time, there are a lot more questions that need to be answered, and it's definitely not going to be solved by any time this year that's for sure <laughs> no there's gonna be a long drawn out issue that uh like i said i think this was the year that we kind of like uh, i think this is a big year where it's gonna decide the future of these microtransactions yep uh and i thought i felt with i, I wasn't gonna call it a win but i, I thought uh as far as the winning of the war but i thought it was a good we gamers won the battle with at least this past week with Battlefront 2. Yes. Uh, at least for now. Um, uh, so, who knows? I think this I think this fall and beginning of next year is going to be a big factor, a deciding factor in what happens with uh, loot boxes and microtransactions in gaming. So, 
Uh, I don't hate them. Uh, I don't necessarily like the idea of them. Uh, but we've seen ways they can be done well. Uh, yes. It's just a matter of how people do it and they build the games around it if they're going to have it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a lot. It's, just, it's We can go, we could talk in circles for hours about this. Yeah. And I'm sure the, if this continues on, uh, EA, Activision, whatever, government possibly, uh, will be talking in circles for days, hours, and months on end. Yep. Uh, about this if it continues on. So I guess we'll kind of see in the next few months. And I mean, maybe we might actually not, we, we might not really know what's going to be like until next season, next holiday season when all the big AAA games come out. Oh, yeah. See what they do. That's definitely I mean, going to be something to keep an eye on, too. If the microtransaction thing is like the microtransaction loot box thing is like, if this is being questioned now in these type of big games and stuff, I don't know what's going to happen for the next year, like how some of these games are going to be advertised for, what they're going to be doing, because this is definitely going to be an interesting next uh, 12 months, that's for sure. Yeah, I think we'll get some more, we might not get some more answers until next holiday season when the next Call of Duty and all those games, Battlefield, whatever, Battlefield, Battlefront, whatever comes out, that might give us some uh, keep telling factors. Or NBA 2K, uh, when all those come out. So yeah, okay, yeah. Well, it's like okay, it's like I would definitely love to see less of the shit that happened with NBA 2K and by Battlefield 2. That's just my personal opinion, but that's just it. Yeah, no, I think everybody <laughs> would, uh, and hope I hope it does. But I definitely don't want to be because the government made it so. I just True. hope that the gamers made it so. Um, I think that'd be the best route for everybody involved. Um, so yeah, but um, you know, I think that might uh, wrap it up for the week, um, guys. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, check us out. Um, we have a Facebook page and a group, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast, on there. Like and join us uh, on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there on YouTube, uh, Drunk Nerds, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Sorry, uh, the drunk maybe it's Drunk Dashers. Drunk Dashers. Sorry. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Uh, podcast goes up on there. Uh, listen to us and give us a big thumbs up and a comment. We greatly appreciate if you did that. And on iTunes, Drunk, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, uh, subscribe to us in there. Give us a five-star review if you can. And comment would also be really great. Um, and also on Twitch, Drunk Nerds Podcast, uh, follow us on there. And send us friend requests. Friends are good. We like friends. And we'd like you to be our friend. So do all that. Check us out on there, all those places. Thank you guys for listening. I was losing my voice, Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next week, everyone, please get some sleep and definitely play some very awesome games.
few too many beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number.